Welcome to this edition of Cause Collective Radio on KZUM 89.3 Lincoln and KZUM HD. My name is Dawn Rocky and I'm Executive Director of uh, Court Appointed Special Advocates or CASA for Lancaster County. And my co-host today is Teresa Harms, who is Executive Director of Clinic with a Heart. And our guest today is Kathleen Plager. I probably said that wrong. Plager? Plager. 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 See, I knew (laughs) I'd get it wrong. Good thing Kathleen's here with us. Um, Kathleen is the Executive Director of Serve Nebraska. So we are really excited to have her as our guest today. Um, This show was created to highlight the great work done by many of Lincoln nonprofits who are members of Cause Collective. To learn more about Cause Collective and how we help our members serve the community, visit our website at causecollectivelincoln.org. And while you're there, sign up for our free newsletter to read all about what our members are doing and how you can support them. Just click on community newsletter under the community outreach button. So Kathleen, so nice to have you with us um, from Serve Nebraska. To get us started, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get to this point in your career? Well, first of all, thank you so much for um, letting us be on KZUM and uh, for taking the time to um, interview me. I appreciate it. Um, I started with Serve Nebraska about 11 years ago. I uh, first started in state government 18 years with the Department of Labor. And uh, during that period of time, I worked from the bottom going up. Basically, I worked as a um, interviewer and then I recruited um, Job Corps members to go to Shadron, Nebraska to be part of uh, Job Corps. Uh, I was then the employer representative and then was asked by the governor at the time uh, to help redesign the one-stop career centers across the state of Nebraska. And we wow. basically um, worked with all uh, 19 mandated uh, Department of Labor partners, and we tried to get them all consolidated into one building. And if that didn't work, we, we worked with them to make sure that they were coordinating on um, cases with individuals so our customers would not have to Uh, go from one building to the next, um, but there was a coordinated effort on their cases. From there, then I uh, worked for five years uh, as my own agency. Um, Basically, I recruited aerospace engineers uh, for organizations like Boeing and Raytheon. Um, And then uh, 11 years ago, I uh, found this position with SERP Nebraska, and it has been a joy working in this organization. Right. Well, that that is neat. Um, I'm not sure everybody knows what Serve Nebraska is. So could you tell us more about Serve Nebraska and what you guys do? You bet. Serve Nebraska is the Nebraska Volunteer Service Commission. Uh, It was created by uh, then Governor Ben Nelson in 1994, uh, following the passage of the National and Community Service Trust Act in 1993. So we basically was created as the pass-through entity of federal funds um, for AmeriCorps. Um, When they created us in 94, basically uh, what they they did is they said, national service is like volunteerism, so we're going to connect, we're going to put these two organizations together. Um, So we recruit um, organizations that want to uh, work with uh, communities on critical needs that need to be addressed. 
um, they will receive a grant from us. And then that organization then will recruit AmeriCorps members to serve to uh, address that critical need. Um, so that's one side of our house. The other side of our house is that we encourage volunteerism across the state of Nebraska. And then in October, we uh, uh, celebrate volunteerism and recognize volunteers for the great service that they do in their communities. That that's a lot, <laughs> and that's a lot of people that you're that you're working with. Um, can you tell us? You've told us a little bit about the mission and history on that. Um, AmeriCorps has been around a long time, but it sounds like. This is a, a more coordinated approach to it. Yeah, so AmeriCorps is a national uh, project, national service. Um, AmeriCorps is a lot like the, the Peace Corps program, but AmeriCorps is domestic, uh, domestically run. Uh, so there are 52 state commissions across the country. Uh, there's only one state in uh, the country that does not have a commission and that's South Dakota. Um, otherwise, uh, there are 49 states and then um, territories that have commissions that, that federal dollars flow through those commissions and then we grant dollars out across the state to nonprofits, government agencies, faith-based organizations or school districts who want to um, address a critical need in their community. Um, basically, the needs that we address are uh, anything that to do with trying to increase the educational um, uh, education of youth in our communities. Uh, so we have we work with programs who uh, mentor youth, help them get through elementary, high school, and then college. Uh, we work with individuals who want to address conservation issues. Uh, youth probation, uh, trying to reduce the recidivism of, of youth uh, in the probation system. Uh, we work with programs that are trying to increase the healthy eating of our children and families across the state. And then we also work with uh, programs who are trying to reduce uh, food insecurity, as well as uh, working with programs that are uh, addressing the needs of immigrants and refugees coming into our state. So, so you give the grant then to the nonprofit that's running that program, then they hire the AmeriCorps participant. How old do you have to be to be an AmeriCorps participant? Um, above the age of 18. So there's no top age. Uh, we have a lot of individuals who are uh, serving a gap year. So serving um, between their their bachelor's degree and their master's degree. Um, some, some individuals will uh, use AmeriCorps as the um, year before they start working. Um, but we also have individuals who are 55 and older that are serving as well. One of the benefits of being an AmeriCorps member is you do receive a living stipend. Uh, so your service could be anywhere from 300 hours in a year's period of time to 1700 hours in a year's period of time. If you are a 1700 hour member, um, you're receiving about a 15 to $16,000 living stipend during that period of time. And then when you successfully complete, you will receive an education award that's equivalent to the, the Pell Grant that you can use um, towards future education, uh, paying some of your student debt off 
or you can use it um, for current educational um, costs that you are uh, acquiring at at that time. Interesting, uh, if you're 55 years or older when you um, start your AmeriCorps uh, time, you could use that education award for um, a child, a grandchild, or a foster child. You can gift it to them to use for their education as well. Neat. I did not know that. Um, You know what's, and Teresa knows this too, um, almost every time I turn around, I'm offered a training in in storytelling because nonprofits, that's how we get across better what we do and what it means. And so do you have a success story, a client story that you can You know, um, the stories that that I think are so inspiring are uh, those individuals who were beneficiaries of our program. Um, So we have several of those, but basically, um, they grew up with AmeriCorps in their school, and they they talk about how they were affected by the AmeriCorps members that helped them with their homework and, you know, helping them kind of solve problems throughout their, their young life. Um, and then they graduate from high school and decide, hey, I'd like to be an AmeriCorps member and I want to influence other people and be a positive role model in their life. So they become an AmeriCorps member. And then after they graduate from college, we've seen so many members come back and become staff of that nonprofit. And so to me, that that is the greatest testimony of who we are as an organization and um, the great impact that we create. If there's yeah, someone listening to this and they want to be an AmeriCorps member, um, is there a repository of opportunities that I could look and see what's available in the community or is it agency by agency? Um, basically, they can go to our website, serve.nebraska.gov, and we have all the programs listed um, of all of the programs that, that we sponsor. Uh, and then we can help them get to other locations across the country if they're interested in relocating um, to another state. I don't know why they'd want to do that. We have the greatest state in the nation <laughs> right here. Certainly. But um, yeah, they serve.nebraska.gov is where I would tell people to go and they can see all the programs and um, the openings that we have. They can reach out to those programs. And you, you talked about um, the other part of the office too is um, trying to get people to um, be involved in their communities, to volunteer. And I know um, my organization and Teresa's organization, we couldn't do what we do if we didn't have volunteers. Um, so tell us more about what that side of your office looks like. So we host um, what we call the Step Forward Awards on an annual basis. And it's the most prestigious award program in the state of Nebraska. Um, what we encourage nonprofits to do is when, when they do their awards program, um, the individuals that are, that are awarded um, or recognized from those volunteer programs, um, send us the nominations of those individuals so that we can um, award those folks um, or and honor them um, as they should be honored. Um, 
So the honorees are selected by the, the governor of the state of Nebraska. And I'll tell you, we're always blown away by all of the wonderful stories that we receive um, of the honorees and the, and, and the pride that they take in serving their communities and serving the citizens of our state. Uh, it is just, it's, it's an honor to be there um, when folks are being honored um, by the governor and receiving the awards. You get you get submissions from all across the state, I would imagine. Yes, we do. Yeah. yeah. And I think our community, or Lincoln, I think Nebraska has a great volunteerism rate compared to other states. Do you have any data on that? I've, I've just read articles about our high volunteerism. We are sixth in the nation. Wow. Um, we're always striving yeah. to be first, but I'll tell you, Utah seems to be taking the award all the time. But... Um, I think that's, we're pretty proud of the fact that, um, you know, we've been third, we've been fourth, we're sixth, we've been sitting at sixth for quite a few years. So um, I think that's a testament to the, the kind of person that lives in the state of Nebraska. That is, that is really cool. And I know, you know, as the years go by and, and you think, yeah, oh gosh, are we going to be able to recruit more volunteers? we've always have been because there are more people willing to step up. So um, I think that is fabulous. Tell us a little bit about how Serve Nebraska is funded. I know you have federal funds that flow through, um, but is there other funding sources for you? Um, so the majority of how we're funding it, funded is from federal funds. Um, we received just a little bit of funding through the state uh, about $30,000 from state general funds. Um, so the majority of our funds are from the federal AmeriCorps agency. And um, then we do have uh, a, a nonprofit arm. Um, we do some front fundraising, but the majority of um, fundraising usually comes from um, the Step Forward Awards. So those Step Forward Awards are, are um, funded through sponsorships and ticket sales of the individuals coming in. Um, we, we receive a lot of donations from our, our board of commissioners. Other than that, we don't do a lot of fundraising, um, for operational types of things because we have programs in the communities that I kind of feel like if we do, um, fundraising, we might be taking away from what their needs are and certainly do not want to do that. So, yeah, no, totally understand that. Um, on the, uh, you, you've talked about your board of commissioners. Tell us how, because of course, as an executive director, that's who you answer to, that we all answer to our boards. So how is your board made up and, and who gets to appoint your board? Because I think that's way different than my board or Teresa's board. Yeah. So, um, basically we can have, um, 15 to 25 board members. Uh, always looking for good board members that cover the state of Nebraska. Um, so we try and be as diverse and um, making sure that we're, we have people from all regions of the state. Uh, we have um, 10 spaces that are uh, required for instance, uh, uh, community-based organization, 
um, someone who represents volunteerism, someone who represents um, local government. So we have certain categories that we have to fill and those are 10 slots. Um, the other slots are, are basically at large. Um, we look at individuals who are who can bring something to the table, skills and excellence um, that help us grow. Um, we uh, will seek out um, individuals, but the majority of people that we have on the board are, they uh, apply through the governor's ap uh, application process and then the governor appoints them to our um, board of commissioners and they'll serve um, three-year terms up to two three-year terms. So. Um, we've been very fortunate to have really wonderful people who care a lot about volunteerism on our board. That's great. Do you know that, that is, the impact of volunteerism um, in Nebraska, like what if you quantified all the volunteerism, do you have studies on that or a be best guess? Um, not necessarily. You kind of caught me off guard. Uh, Oops, usually sorry. we'll have, a, and I apologize, I should have this on the top of my head, um, but... Uh, there is a, a study out there that that talks about the the rate of pay that a volunteer, um, you know, brings to the table. Uh, so, sorry, can't answer the question, but yeah, I think you, it's you like you guys may know. I think it's like twenty two dollars an hour would be the average rate of pay. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, but an organization like Clinic with a Heart, we have physicians and dentists and chiropractors, so probably the hourly rates. A lot Quite more a bit for those. More. But we do know they yeah. provide about $2 million worth of healthcare volunteer. So, I mean, that's awesome. That's a huge impact. So, I imagine all over the state, it's uh, an astronomical number that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yes. if you think, think what that would look like if it wasn't there. Right. It'd be, so, it'd be taxed or um, yeah. not, services not offered. Yes. Exactly. And we know even with both of your organizations, volunteerism is huge and the impact that it creates um, is, is just unspeakable. I mean, we can't even, can't even start to talk about um, what would happen if you didn't have those folks that were, had a passion in their heart to do that. Um, tell us a little bit about how people nominate or the, the awards, and I think um, also that some, some volunteers were recently honored from Lincoln. So maybe yes. those you could talk about. Absolutely. Um, so basically we have a nomination form on our website, serve.nebraska.gov. And if you have someone that you wanna nominate um, in individuals, groups, or businesses, um, we, we encourage you to do that. Um, we start taking nominations on May 1st and nominations end then July 1st. Uh, this last year, in, well, in 2020, the Rotary 14 group was uh, honored. Uh, they were honored for their 110 years of service to the community in areas of elementary education, mentorship, food insecurity, and environmental cleanup. They've uh, even done in uh, international work to further the mission to um, eradicate polio worldwide. Um, a, a disaster, a youth disaster um, volunteer in 2020 was Taylor Cumbridge. Sorry, having a hard time speaking this morning. Um, Taylor utilized the extra time she had um, 
when schools shut down because of the pandemic to help out in the community. She saw the need for assistance with food distribution and she sacrificed her time and safety to help. Um, another one is Dr. Mike Eppel, um, was a senior volunteer in 2020 where he, not, he was nominated because of his tireless work to aid in literacy efforts at Lincoln Literacy. He started out as a tutor and eventually used his experience in the medical field to develop a curriculum to prepare students to succeed in certified nursing assistance program. His personal tutor um, personally tutored every student of the program and 20 of the 20, the first 21 students successfully gained their nursing assistant certification. Wow. You know, these stories go on and on and on. Um, one of our business, our large corporate business um, rep representatives or recipients in 2020 was Union Bank. And I think if you live in Lincoln, you know how wonderful Union Bank and Trust is. Um, they were honored because of their consistency and encouraging and even helping their employees to give back. They plan a three-day uh, project every year where employees can build houses with Habitat for Humanity. And in 2019, the event was so popular that they were able to add a fourth day. Um, they do a good job of demonstrating how much of a difference it, um, they can make and have um, an employer truly cares about the community that they're part of. So, um, you know, it, it, this is such a wonderful job because we see all the, the humanitarian and wonderful things that come out of our communities and the people and the citizens that live here. No, and I mean, Union Bank is, is, does a fantastic job and as from the corporate level encourages volunteerism. And we're lucky in Lincoln because we have a lot of businesses that do that and um, make that part of their corporate culture. So, mm -hmm. um, we, you know, it, we're, we're lucky to be here. <laughs> so, yes, absolutely. Uh, any challenges that you see on the horizon or that have come up, especially with the, um, you know, I'd love to say that we're out of the pandemic, but I don't know that we are. We're hoping to be, but um, any challenges that um, your organization faces? Um, you know, one of the challenges I think that we face is that um, our word isn't out there quite as quite enough. And so I think that we, uh, we aren't able to recognize everybody that should be recognized. Um, I know that doesn't seem like, uh, oh, wow, well, that's not really a challenge, but it is because we really want people to be part of what we're doing. Um, I think that the other thing is that I think there's people out there that can volunteer and maybe think about volunteering, um, but they just don't know where to connect to, to, to be able to volunteer. Um, and so, you know, those are some things that we're, we're thinking about and how can we, um, we get closer to those local communities to help folks connect with, um, with agencies who they can volunteer with. No, I, I agree. I think, um, you know, we always run into people because CASA is kind of a different volunteer thing to do. Um, and they'll say, you know, for years I've wanted to do this, but didn't have time. And, you know, they then finally reach out. And then I think there's other people, they finally have time and they're not sure where to start looking. So, um, no, I think that's, that's great. Um, tell us again how people contact you. 
um, what they can find on your website, all of that. So they can call us at 402-471-6212. That's our main line number. Um, and uh, ask us, you know, about national service. Um, they can ask us about volunteerism. We'll connect them to where they need to go uh, and also nominate individuals. Um, but also our website is uh, serve.nebraska.gov. And our website can take you to the nomination form, tell you about our commissioners, um, tell you about volunteerism, but also tell you about how to get connected with national service. Um, there are several streams of national service in Nebraska. Uh, and so uh, we don't run all of those programs, but if, if uh, a stream that we don't run is the best stream for you, we'll go ahead and connect you to, to that stream of service. Um, I, you know, lately I've been, in, I've been in a couple of meetings lately where we've been asked this question and I think it's a good question for all of us who work with nonprofits and in, we're in the business of helping people. But at this point in, um, the year, what gives you hope? Uh, what gives me hope is walking in every day, working with wonderful people that I work with, um, knowing that the programs that we're funding um, are passionate about solving critical needs in their communities. And, you know, I think just the citizens, I think we are fortunate to live in the state of Nebraska. Um, and the, you know, there's such great people. When I am out there looking at or talking to um, other individuals that are working, whether they're in business or nonprofit or faith-based or, or government, um, Nebraska's just great because we're welcoming. Um, we see people for who they are. And most of the time they are good, caring people. And that's what gives me hope every day. That's, That's great, Kathleen. I, we really appreciate you being with us today. And I feel like I've learned a whole lot about Serve Nebraska that I didn't know. Me too. So I appreciate all of that information. And thank you so much for what you do um, for our entire state. So we're so thank glad. Thank you, Don. Thank here. you both for very much for what you guys are doing for us. Appreciate oh. it. Well, Teresa and I have a lot of fun doing this, don't we, Yes, Teresa? we do. Okay. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for coming in today and sharing your experiences and the great wait, great work you do for our community and state. And thanks to everyone for listening to Cause Collective Radio on KZUM 89.3 Lincoln and KZUM HD, Lincoln's community radio. For more information, um, visit our website, causecollectivelincoln.org. And like I said, register for that community newsletter.